Now this is podcasting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Silver Screen. I am one of your four co-hosts, Andrew Armstrong, and these are... I'm Einish. I forgot. No, I, I am Oleg. Listen, Alex! Okay, yeah, and uh. as, part of, as part of the new introduction feature... Sorry, I had to do that once. Yeah, I will, I will say that again, if you don't mind. Wait, Richard Nixon, when did you get here? Okay. <laughs> we're not cutting that. No. As part of the new introduction feature, we're all going to just like shortly present our opinions on all the movies in the beginning, so then it's easier for the audiences to associate the voices with the stuff we say. Do you want to do like before each trilogy? Because I feel like that'd be kind of confusing. Like, all right, that trilogy. Because yeah. I feel like it would be like, oh yeah, we're on episode yeah. nine. What did they think about episode one? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that, is, that is a good point. But uh, let's start it off with what's our thoughts on the Skywalker saga? As, uh, as it's been branded by Disney. We're going to do the no. original trilogy. No, no, they're all one. They're all one. No. Shh. Skywalker saga. No. Okay. Anyways, we're starting off with the original trilogy. 1977's Star Wars Episode Four, Episode Five, and Episode Six. <laughs> I, know, I think it's 4, 5, and 7. Actually. Oh, you're right. You're that right. was really exciting. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what numbers was that again? I know this was 4. Ends with 6. What's the middle one? The that. holiday special? Oh, the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, we forgot about the holiday special, which we will touch oh. on. What do you guys, so yeah, what do you guys think about, like, ranking, or just, like, what do you think about all three okay, movies? so I will go first, because I want to. Um, so, I think episodes four and five are both, like, great movies that are, like, five out of five. Absolutely great. Almost flawless. Maybe less so in the case of episode four, but, like, pretty close to flawless. Whereas episode seven, oh, six, pardon, I think is also pretty great like there are definitely more flaws to it than to four and five but it's still a, a great movie and a good time i will say my ranks are uh holiday special on top uh followed by five six and four the only reason six is not on top is because of ewoks that's the only thing that brings it down yeah i definitely agree on those ewoks uh <laughs> so six is definitely at the bottom of the three for me uh, i think uh star wars is really good bit amateurishly made, but overall a very fine film. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is incredible. Everything that's done in Star Wars is done better in Empire. It's really a remarkable film in every regard. And then Return of the Jedi has a fun Indiana Jones knockoff first act, a bland and uninteresting second act, and a killer third act. So it's a bit uneven, but overall worth a watch. Oh, what's the second act again? I don't yeah, they're on the planet. It the was Ewoks. Ewoks. Oh, that's it's for mostly a secret deal being god. I forgot about that. But yeah, the third. I mean, we'll get into you it. Like it. Woo. Yeah, the, the whole point is to keep it brief. For me, I think I'll just go in order. Um, four, I really like. I think it, it is one of my favorite films. I've seen it probably the most out of this like original trilogy. But I think five is better. My ranking is five, four, six. But five, yeah, just like I can't think of an actual problem with it. At all and six I think I like a little more than like a lot of people because people are like yeah six is like okay but I think it's a very strong third uh, installment for like the trilogy and I don't like Ewoks but I do like um, there's one scene where it's like um, they're telling the stories of episodes I'm not, sorry they're telling the episodes of ep- they're telling the stories of episodes four and five in episode six because they're like telling it to the Ewoks like, oh, that's kind of cute it's like a recap but yeah uh, my ranking is five four six and where do you put the holiday special number one yeah, about, or I put the holiday you special in the goddamn trash. <laughs> I have not seen the holiday special, and <laughs> I don't plan to. Oh. Yeah, I can't say I saw it. <laughs> I'm not sure if we can call you a critic at all. If 
I have plenty of films that I want to watch before I die. The okay. Holiday Special is certainly not one of them. The Holiday Special is a movie it's that changes you. Like, it switches your personality on, like, a whole one. I was going to say, I think you should put all the lo- movies on the list before you die, like, before Holiday Special, because Holiday Special will be the movie that kills you. Uh, I mean, if you watch it properly, it probably will. On that note, yeah, not, not drunk off your ass. <laughs> so That's we... all we're going to talk about, the Holiday Special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Boom. <laughs> if we are doing it in order, it's the second topic. All right, so you wanted, Einish here Woo! wanted to recap the movies. Yeah, I just thought, like, if like, you. people haven't seen these movies in a while. But, yeah, episode four, it starts in, like, um, I forgot, that one ship's running away from the Empire. It's Tantive Four. Oh, sorry, I'm not a nerd. Um, so it's running away from the Empire, and then Darth Vader. Is this a good idea to recap it? Yes. Dude, well, just do it very briefly. Yeah, do it so very like, like bullet points. Yeah, like, don't ship is every escaping, scene. they get off, yeah. they're on planet, yeah. Luke finds droids. Like, very yeah, like, don't, don't you skip when Darth Vader walks on? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Rebels running away from Empire, Darth Vader is introduced when, like, they invade the ship, Leia puts plans in R2-D2, R2-D2 and C-3PO get into an escape pod, and head to Tatooine. Leia's captured. Yeah, you guys have anything to say about it, okay, so they, I'll just pick up from where you left off. They send the message, it's in the droids, Luke gets it, goes, finds Ben. Uh, or Kenobi. Yeah, oh, ben I was Kenobi say Obi-Wan, 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 I guess we could. Yeah. Um, now, do they so go then directly Luke's, to the... Luke's aunt and uncle Luke. die. Ben reveals to, like before that, Ben reveals to Luke that his father was like <clears> a <throat> Jedi knight during mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and all that. And he's the like... The best star pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, best star and a good friend. I had you. Vader <laughs> killed your father. So then, in a way, yeah. After that, the stormtroopers <laughs> they kill Luke's aunt and uncle. So then, Obi Wan is like, "Okay, I will train you to be a Jedi. It's your destiny, whatever." Like that whole thing. Um, yeah, on the way to the Death Star. Yeah, he takes. Uh, they go to the uh, cantina where you meet Chewbacca and Han Solo. Then after that, they hire them. They take them to. The, the, Star? They fly. Well, no, they they fly to I believe Alderaan, I think. Which they're is going to Alderaan. Which Alderaan is dis- has been destroyed by the Death Star, uh, per Vader's plans to try and uh, Tarkin's plans also to try and get some information out of Leia. When they appear at Alderaan, they realize it is missing, and so they fly the Millennium Falcon into the Death Star unintentionally and proceed on a massive uh, mission to try and free Leia. They obviously accomplish this, and then they go about to the rebel base. Obi-Wan is killed. Obi-Wan is killed, yep. They, uh, then they get to the rebel base, and they are finding a way. They have found a way to destroy the Death Star. There is a final assault. The Death Star is destroyed with the power of the Force, Love. of course. <laughs> and there is a throne room scene, which, if you watch without music, is very funny. And that is the end of our film. Oh, and uh, Chewbacca does not get a medal. This will All be important way, yeah. later on. Yeah, this will come back later. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Chewbacca will remember this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will remember this. Or JJ oh, will no, remember this. Episode 9, <laughs> I won't remember this. I'm going to be honest, sitting in the theater, I did not remember this. In okay, the... yeah, we'll get to that. Episode 4. Um, yeah, thoughts. <laughs> does anyone here have a major problem with episode 4? Yeah. Go. Okay, so the whole thing is made very amateurishly. Um, and you can see this kind of throughout. A lot of things are not properly exposed. Some of the performances are very wooden. It's like they haven't been blocked for their scenes. The trash compactor scene in particular is egregious because the audio peaks for almost every single line. So the whole thing sounds like a blown out speaker. 
it's just it very odd, and that's uh, that's not like a something that kills the film because it's very much part of its charm. But it is worth noting that um, it is probably the only Star Wars film that doesn't appear like it had an expert production behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I aside from the holiday special. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, when, when I watched episode four, I was extremely young, like, and I hadn't watched it for a long time until just recently. Uh, we watched it together. Yeah. Romantically. Wow. Romantically. In Oleg's bedroom. Um, Romantically. Uh, but that was, uh, when I, I, my memories of it since I was a kid was always like a little bit at the beginning and then just a whole bunch of my memory is devoted to hating the trash compactor scene and thinking it went on for like half the movie and then goes back and then he blows up the Death Star. That's how I remember the movie is he's on a sand planet, trash compactor, Death Star. Yeah, I'm going to add on to what was said here and, um, I will agree that from a technical standpoint, there are definitely flaws with this movie. And while I'm not going to justify it, I will say that when rewatching it recently, especially the despecialized editions, oh, yeah. which which do help really, so yes, much better. It kind very of much. like benefits the movie in the sense that it gives it like a very roguish type of adventurous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know what it's doing, but it's still awesome type of vibe. And uh I still think that uh for all its flaws, the story and the pace in A New Hope, or if we just want to call it Star Wars, are so great that the problems that the movie does have are almost, like, it's very hard to notice them. I, I found it very surprising, too, that um, it was obviously supposed to be such a kind of like B-movie, kind of schlocky sci-fi type thing, that there was a surprising amount of like investment in world building. Oh yeah. Which is, is massive to sci-fi um, as, as a genre specifically. Uh, but like just, you, I, I didn't expect to see so much of the world building start in episode four. Yeah, I so. think that's kind of what defines Star Wars, oh, especially yeah, the sure. original trilogy. Yeah. I also think- I would say sequel trilogy got rid of that, but we'll get we'll to get that. We'll get to that. I think that in a very important thing for basically like all of these movies, is the music. Yeah. And John uh, I remember, like, I watched a documentary on, like, the making of, and then they saw the cut without the music, and they're like, oh, my God, what have we made? Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, it's it's got some charm, but, oh, my God, this, like, doesn't work. And then, like, John Williams kind of saved it mm. with the music, because the music, especially in New Hope, like, imagine seeing it for the first time, having not heard this music in your childhood, and in the theater, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, the music... Even in the prequels, which, like, they're bad, but we'll touch on that later, like, the music in all of these movies, and especially, the f- like, this movie since it's the first time, it really, like, it, it elevates the movie from being mm-hmm. this B-movie to being, like, the culture ph- cultural phenomenon that it is, I think. I feel a lot of this movie really was, like, a lot of it really was, in a lot of ways, salvaged in post, if you look at, like, the documentaries they mm-hmm. made, like... The editor, who, if I'm not mistaken, was Lucas's girlfriend at the time, literally mm-hmm. had went up to him and said, Lucas, you need to reshoot scenes because there's no emotion in your film whatsoever. Which, having read the script, I can attest that is absolutely true. Oh, the, the script, script is, is horrible. Bad. Um, the final draft was a bit better, but the, the I'm draft off to the store to get some power converters. No, that was that was that easily was, not I have to go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. The uh, script in the final movie isn't like the greatest in the world, but it's pretty <laughs> solid. Like from uh, a certain point of view, from a from most regards. 
having a oh. but yeah like editing especially like I mean you can tell listening to the movie that like they didn't do the best job capturing the sound on set like at all but the sound mixing in the film was like the birth of 5.1 surround sound for I, movies and it just like completely changed how we experience sound in film and so much of this film is like salvaged in post and that's not a that's not a critique that's like more of a compliment mm-hmm. than anything to how great all these people were the sound effects like especially the TIE fighter noise like oh amazing yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say that I, I love all of the like almost tiny flaws that you see because it was like at a time before CGI. I love all those flaws. I think it adds so much more character. Like for instance, a tiny thing <laughs> you you see is uh, when Obi Wan and Vader are fighting in Episode Four. They weren't supposed supposed to touch the lightsabers against each other because they break. Well, but they kept whacking them against each other, and you can see the dust coming off the lightsabers. <laughs> well, no, the way they covered it too later on is that like like when they touch the lightsabers, there's just like actually blinding flash of like, flash of light coming from the screen every time they touch it. And like I'm all for like the more character driven, less crazy fights in the mm-hmm. original trilogy. Oh, I love them. But mm-hmm. I do think that the fight, the only very much fight in in Episode Four, is kind of underwhelming. Oh yeah, no, that was like well, it's because it, it's like uh, even uh, with all the charm to it, it's. I was say well, it's like Robert De Niro trying not to throw out his hip, uh, <laughs> while beating up a, an old shopkeep in uh, the Irishman. You know, it's yeah, that was you, that was you've the got one an old Obi Wan going. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to keep his shoulder in, yeah, in place. Darth Vader and like the armor. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like, well, I can't put my arms down in this. I mean, they fixed that in episodes four. And just well, five they, and they literally. I, I like that they worked it into the canon, that like, oh no, his armor was specifically made to keep his arms from raising above his head. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. like, no, it's to make um, it difficult for him. To so, add on to what Andrew said, like, first of all, about the acting, that was something that you you mentioned, and we kind of like. Skip, skip over it. I want to say that before rewatching this movie recently, when we did the Star Wars marathon, uh, I thought that there were, was a lot of bad acting in the New Hope, especially from like Mark Hamill, which is apparently not the case at all, uh, except for maybe the scene where uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru like are found dead. He gets better throughout the movie because that first third, like even still, I was kind of like. Even with the whiny is, like power converter stuff, I'm like fine with the it. The only person that like, was actually an actor, there were a couple of people that were actually actors. Harrison Obi Wan and Harrison Ford. Well, okay, yeah, you phrased that weirdly, but yeah. and all, he's true. He's right. And also, Obi Wan, like, like Alec Guinness, like <laughs> yeah. love fuck, Star Wars, so fucking much. legend of amazing. If you've ever seen him in David Lean's movies, Bridge on the River Kwai or Lawrence of Arabia, I mean, he's just an incredible actor, and he definitely thought Star Wars was a major step down, so he just did not give a crap. <laughs> Which, yeah. like, you can, ki- you can kind of tell. He still does a fine job because he's, I think he's, he's perfectly Alec fine. Me- meanwhile, Harrison Ford is like, well, I've got American graffiti in this, so... Time to earn some bread, baby. Got well, yeah, let's hand this shit up, baby. It's, it's harder to pinpoint where <laughs> he stops caring about Star Wars, except if you watch Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like, because his whole character is not giving a crap about anything. Yeah, I, so I love. Like, yeah. I love. It, it's almost a little bit dopey, Han Solo, and that's. I, I love just the kind of dumb looks he gives every now and then he's just mm-hmm. like what especially in episode you... five but like oh, there's yeah there's some line reads especially in four that i really love where it's like he's like uh 
Who's the McClunky guy again? Greedo. Greedo. McClunky. So Greedo, he's like, yeah, I've been waiting for this for a long time. So he's like, yes, I bet you have. And I'm like, it's just, it's so overacted, <laughs> but it's like kind of amazing at the same time. It's it's like Han Solo overacting in character. Yeah. It, it was like watching Harrison Ford, his thought process was, um, I really have to earn a paycheck. So I'm going to <laughs> act as hard as I can. I'm going to, I will act harder than anyone else. I bet you do, huh? <laughs> the, uh, okay, but, but it's good. It's good. That's why no, it's really no, it's wonderful. This it's is so also charming. this is also like this movie and five also, but especially this one. Han Solo is like funny, like the scene yeah. where um they're in the Death Star and then like they press the button. And it's like, is anything going on down there? He's like, no, nothing's going on here. Well, how about with you? What's going on there? Like he like <laughs> yeah. talks. Yeah. Uh, that was a boring conversation, anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something too. Is that the the humor isn't forced with Han? Like it's all mm-hmm. very natural. So like. We'll get to it. The I, I love you from uh, Leia, and then he goes, "I know." Like that is such a natural part of his character, yeah. and it, it's not like I guess that's Episode Five, but sure. Yeah, what, uh, like fuck it, it whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's not like the the humor in the sequel trilogy where it's all fucking like. And now we're going to have humor, and then we're back to serious. I actually wholeheartedly disagree we'll with get that to it, because yeah, yeah, the humor in the Last Jedi, for the most part, is actually integrated pretty well. There's definitely the part, more. There, of there it. are there are some rough parts. There definitely are, but there, there's just because there's more yeah. of it. So like, there's more of that like statistical edge of the distribution where the humor is just shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to we'll, it. We'll, we'll get to that. Like we'll almost that. all the humor, I think, comes from Han Solo. In the original trilogy. Well, maybe Luke Skywalker a little bit. A yeah. bit of C-3PO. Uh, a C- little bit C-3PO. of C-3PO, but all, most of it, I guess it's C-3PO and Han are like the humor sources. Like, they don't really give a lot of humorous moments if, if to If we're them. talking about, like, the original Star yeah, original Wars movie, trilogy. then yeah. yeah if we're definitely. talking about the original trilogy, you could, like, include Yoda in there, for sure. Oh, okay, Yoda. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, more, like, episodic characters. I, I would say, it's, it, they, they don't make it so that the, the main character, like, the main main protagonist, Luke and I guess sometimes Leia, they they let them be serious and then they like have these kind of the characters on the side that are coming with them to, there to crack a joke and lighten the mood, and then they can go back into serious stuff. Like, I, I like that a lot. I don't know if this is a hot take, but it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I didn't hear a word. You said. I said it's, it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern from Hamlet. Just move on. So yeah, basically, he, he has that. Um, I apologize for that. So he has those moments. I love Darth Vader. I think he is like one of the best villains of all time. But in episode except four, for General Grievous, except for General Grievous and Watto, the master. Oh, be what? I'm the Your public credits don't work on me. But um, that was so a horrible. That was bad yeah. impersonation. Wow. Darth Vader in episode four is like, I don't think he's that scary. I don't think he's like that intimidating as a villain. In because four? In four. What about when like the opening sequence? That like, is such a like cool, That's a good opening powerful. sequence, but I feel like I think we talked about this on in my screenwriting class. He's not really the antagonist of four. He's the contagonist. Where it's like the Funny. force the force that's or like you know contagonist, right? Not really actually. Really? So, educators. So yeah, basically there's the You're adding on an extra agonist. Protagonist and antagonist. We'll antagonist is like antagonist is like the opposition that like you're facing. So in this case, episode four, the antagonist is the empire. The contagonist is like the face of the antagonist, or like the person who's out there like just mowing down, like trying to stop the person actually. 
So it'd be like That's Hitler like, for the Nazis, basically. Kind of, yeah. Like, so if you're Nazi going after, antagonist. like, Nazis, like, Hitler would be, like, the face of, like, the antagonist. I would going personally after. disagree, uh, not, not with what Andrew said, but I will disagree a little bit with what you said. Not with the, was it contagonist stuff? Because yeah. I honestly don't even know that word. So, like, yeah. okay, here we go. I, I literally learned it last week. Well, so no, I mean, totally good fair. for you, and it sounds like that is the right way to call this, but I, I don't think that it's because the Empire is, like, the antagonist. It's because, in, like... When we think about the original trilogy and episode four in the scope of the original trilogy, then we think of Darth Vader as the villain. But the original mm-hmm. Star Wars really had Grand Moff Tarkin mm-hmm. as the main villain. Grand Moff Tarkin, I thought, was very yeah, scary. Yeah, because he is, like, we don't see the Emperor. He's only mentioned. And at that point, he could be like the puppet Emperor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this, he is the head of the <clears throat> power structure. He gives orders to everyone, including Vader. And Vader is more like the, the, the wrath of the Empire, the hand yeah. of the Empire. Well, I mean, like, I think it. Maybe this feeds more into your contagonist theory. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, like, I, I think they set up Vader to be the enemy of Luke pretty, pretty they well. They set it up, but they yeah. don't, like... They, I guess that, they don't really set, deliver on it as It's much. set up for the next movie, which is it was very well Were they done. actually planning the next movie no. at the time? Like, yeah, I don't no, think they no. were. Not no, it was, Lucas, it was... Lucas wrote all three scripts, and then he... I'm no, pretty sure he wrote all three no, scripts. No, had Star a Wars was a different idea. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Yeah, Star Wars. I mean, initially it was like very more it Japanese Star in Killer, general, yeah. and like, and then he moved on to Star Killer. Like, there were a lot of a lot of ideas there, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think he was planning to have it as like. I'm relatively sure. It's because of the success of the original Star yeah. Wars movie that the whole thing just. I'm fairly certain Star Wars was written check. as a standalone script. Um, yeah, I mean that's always that's how I've always heard. Yeah, it. And yeah. Like, Going into the theory of the antagonist, I, I think Grand Moff Tarkin is really the antagonist, with Darth Vader being the antagonist. And he's not even like he doesn't have a personal connection with Luke necessarily. They do throw in like he killed your father. I'm, I'm just remembering the end of the movie when you have the Death Star exploding and an almost comical scene. Actually, not almost a comical scene of Darth Vader inside the TIE oh, fighter. Rotating away. Yeah, spinning away, and he's got his hands on the windows. Oh! <laughs> as he's, and they're making him, like, shout as he's being launched into nowhere. It's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, yeah, Darth Vader, I guess, like, a lot of the stuff that made him scary at the time we, like, take for granted, like the idea of a force choke. Yeah. That's pretty intimidating. That was badass. You know, yeah. like someone who can just like stand on the and sidelines the, the and like kill you like that. Really? The costume is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like and I do think yeah. oh, it's a uh, honestly okay for it was a very low budget movie. The costuming and all of like it the wasn't set low is, budget, but it wasn't high budget. It was well, fairly low. It was considering a, it was what they budget. accomplished. Especially yeah. yeah, if you look at the stuff that they did, it's not like it's not. A low-budget movie like Mad Max, where you can see it in everything, it's like, oh, okay, they scrimped here. I think I think the fact that it's low-budget actually benefits it a yeah. lot because unlike the prequel trilogy <clears throat> or the sequel trilogy, yeah. the original trilogy, the the universe re- really feels like yeah. lived in. It feels well, worn out. I, I feel too. And that mm-hmm. is like but that's where the low-budget kind of comes the in. The seams don't show as much in in the original trilogy, I think, as much as they do in the prequel trilogy or sequel trilogy. Like, it feels very tight and close what they do because they're, like, all the costumes are very, like, well done and done by hand. And, like, you don't see things like, you know, the reusing hockey pads as, as like, shoulder shoulder pads or something like that. It, it They're all really good and it's like you can tell that there's a distinct style that like it's drawing on 
like the Japanese like kimono or gi or whatever. Yeah, Star Wars originally like I think there are even <coughs> original drawings of when like Lucas wanted to make it way more Japanese than oh, yeah. it ended up being when like Darth Vader was literally just With a, a character samurai. named yeah. Obi Wan sounding very like yeah. samurai. Yeah, and like yeah, like that was way back in the day when like instead of Jedi they were called like because the word Jedi actually came came into it after they switched the setting from like full on pretty much sci-fi Japan to just Star Wars. Originally they were called Bindo Knights, which is a stupid name. Okay. Which is a stupid goddamn name. Star Wars is such an interesting thing because like Lucas credits the idea of Star Wars coming. I mean, it's obviously just pretty much just Flash Gordon on steroids, Kurosawa, but it also said, yeah. it was Kur- it was Kurosawa, the Hidden Fortress, which is if anyone's seen a Kurosawa film, you know, his mm-hmm. master of the job of filmmaking, but also just the master of the samurai genre. And the big thing about the Hidden Fortress <coughs> is that it's mostly told through supporting and secondary characters, <coughs> which became the inspiration for C3PO and R2D2, of course. Um, but then uh, but then the other weird thing is you watch the original ads for Star Wars, it's very much advertised as a western isn't, isn't it's very much supposed to be like, like well, it, it is and also like I mean the scene when uh, I've talked about this before the scene where Luke comes back <clears> and finds this and uncle killed I like shot for shot there's the same scene in the searchers I mean you can yeah. see it you the, know? Uh, through the door type thing where you, or no, never mind no no that, no, but that, that one shot. scene where is so full yeah. um, so quickly interrupted here I, I because was say, I, it's a quick point yeah well yeah, it's a it's a very quick point because I, I really encourage everyone to, to watch the trailer, like the original Star Wars trailer, it's on YouTube. And it's absolutely hilarious how worse how much worse the movie looks without John Williams's music because they didn't have it in the original trailer. Mm-hmm. And it looks like absolute schlock. Like complete schlock. The um I, I also wanna just pop in. George Lucas did, he like wrote like a massive like he like basically sat down and wrote like this massive story. He didn't write the dialogue. But he wrote like a massive nine film story, or at least six film. Like he had it like written out where he had like this character will do this, this, this. Like he had that all. I assume that nine film story is exactly what we saw on screen. Yeah, the Skywalker saga. So basically, he wrote that, and then he realized he the reason he chose Episode Four (laughs) is because it was the easiest one to like execute, Mm -hmm. because he said like the uh, first three like that he had an idea to like make were too like you know difficult to make now so he said I'll wait until the technology's it's better like, I'm trying to figure out how to get this whole trade routes thing in and it's so yeah but that's why he started with four but he did <laughs> he did have a uh, overall like story plan for basically all of it yeah. so yeah well, I, I was gonna say you, you mentioned earlier that it's pitched more that's like almost uh, advertised more as a western than a like samurai um, but I, I think those two genres are really similar genres like and you yeah. can see it in uh like Yojimbo and the classic uh, Fistful, uh, Fistful, of Fistful of Dollars, dollars was Yojimbo. Yeah, and then they're, they're literally this. I mean, uh, Serge Leon ripped off Yojimbo, and then of course got sued for uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then of course Seven Samurai Kurosawa, yeah. which I could spew about. How I think it's the best action mm-hmm. film ever made for days. Was remade at Magnificent Seven, yeah. which is why the Western is the most American genre because they basically take. Japanese ripoffs in <laughs> Italy, and then make take those Italian ripoffs and make them American, and then we call it the most American. Yeah, it has genre. to be said in terms of culture, like uh, I would say that the, the the like the Wild West Western culture is very similar to like the Japanese action movie culture with like the Ronin and the cowboy. Oh, just Yeah, the idea of the lone warrior. Yeah. Uh, isn't uh, Hidden Fortress Macbeth? 
Is is that the no. Kurosawa? Throne of Blood is like that. And then we should. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it is fair. Lady, I love that. Lady too. Snowblood is like yeah. shown it. Japanese cinema. Japanese cinema is my favorite, right behind American. I love yeah. Japanese cinema. So I also love anime. <laughs> Close enough. Open Pico is my favorite. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yes, I do. I think we should. Do you guys want to? Do you guys have anything else to say about a new hope, or do you want to move on to uh, the holiday, holiday special? No, let's move on, on to the Empire. 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 Okay. Yeah, no, I feel like we're moving on to the Empire Strikes Back. Holiday Man. special. I, holiday I don't want to really holiday special. That's the horror. <laughs> you guys want to talk about the holiday special? Come here, special? No, 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 I'm I don't. going to the bathroom. I don't want to talk about the holiday special. Come here, lumpy. Let's. Yeah, the holiday special happened. It was made to make money and sell toys. It succeeded. As a movie, it didn't succeed. As a movie, it didn't exist. We can't. We can't exactly go over the plot of it because there isn't one. There's an interview with Harrison Ford where, like, I forgot who it was. Like, some talk show host was like, so, Harrison, how was it, like, working on the holiday special? And Harrison Ford already doesn't like Star Wars. So, <laughs> talking about the holiday special, you can... He denies it ever happened. And, like, they keep pushing him. They keep pushing him. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, what happened in 1978? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, there's a, like, it reaches a point where he grabs the host and, like, shakes him. <laughs> and like threatens him to stop. It was probably stage. Oh, listen but, here. <laughs> but it's points at him. <laughs> he even shows like the I forgot the host. He shows clips of the special, and Ford is like, I don't remember. I don't know what you. I don't know what that is. I mean, in fairness, Ford was there for the beginning, where he's like, Don't worry, buddy, we'll get you home. And then he's there for the end. Was he? Was it a good and, life and, day? And, 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 deliver, like, and delivers the most awkward hug. Ever. Yeah. And in fairness to Harrison Ford, um, considering his lifestyle habits at the he time, I honestly don't doubt that he genuinely does oh, not remember. I, yeah. We I had say the size of Luke's pupils. I think Carrie Fisher gave him some of her coke. Yeah, it was oh, a, absolutely. Harrison yeah. Ford was drunk the whole time. Leia, <laughs> Carrie Fisher was. <laughs> well, just, she was always on. on she coke, was always so. on coke, and Luke was just high on painkillers. So. Yep, that's the holiday special. Your childhood, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it sounds like what I felt watching the holiday special. Okay, sorry. Sorry to go back to episode four, but I love, if you look closely, you can see her Coke nail. Like, you you don't know the Coke users. Yeah, I know that. You leave one nail extra long. Oh, yeah, we all know. So that you can snort Coke. Ah, yes, yes. She she didn't clip her nail for for the movie. So one of her nails is just longer for snorting Coke. Yeah, just to clarify, we don't do drugs. <laughs> I just watched a lot of movies about him. I'm, I'm a good. Why kid. is everyone looking at me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> no, keep doing it. I'm I, probably I, the least likely yeah. person here to say I'm an I'm an alcoholic. Hey, I saw you take an ibuprofen when you had a headache. Yeah, no, how about I you? Alcoholic? Oh no, I don't partake in any substance. <laughs> there are no alcoholics in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to episode five. I'm sorry, five. Kathleen. You're you're doing me a confuse. <laughs> That's Farmer Michael, a great YouTube it's series. It's great. I'm well aware. Okay. <laughs> so, so episode five? Yeah, episode, episode five. five. Yeah. Recap. R- recap, man. I recap. So. Brief. We open on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Brief is not my middle name. No, boxers. What is your middle name? I'm not saying. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Wait. Okay. Chad. So we open on Hoth. <laughs> yes, Einish Chad. So. Einish <laughs> <laughs> Chad not gonna, Center. You know, we're not cutting that out. You know <laughs> yeah, that? I know. Einish Chad. <laughs> yeah, my Indian grandma gave me this. <laughs> it's a family name. <laughs> 
yourself. It's deeply seated in Indian culture. Yes. <laughs> Imagine if it was like a small town in India, it, like it, next to Delhi, it, just Chad. Actually, it, it's it's short for Chadam Chadanavala. <laughs> Chad Bay. <laughs> okay. Luke is attacked by the Wampa. Wampa drags him into the cave. He's like hung up from the ceiling, like with his legs. And Han Solo is like, I'm gonna go find the kid. He runs out to like find Luke. Uh, Luke, this is is this the first time we see the Force used to like grab a grab yeah, something? Yeah, well, unless you count the choke, which could still be counted as like psychological use of the Force. Yes, this is the first time we see the use of telekinesis. Okay, so yeah, Luke force. grabs the lightsaber, like frees himself. Han Solo kills a Tauntaun. Um, <laughs> saves Luke. They get back. Uh, the Empire attacks. There's an awesome fight on Hoth with the AT-ATs. Yeah, I think I could keep it more brief. Yeah. You're like but, saying I mean, every plot point. Even and Han's wearing a vest at this yeah. point. And, and this is, okay, also this is kind of where like the start of the romance, I think, with Han and Leia, like it mm-hmm. really starts off in like the first act. Um, Empire at- a squ- Oh, I'd rather kiss a Wookiee. And yeah. you're a scarfy looking Oh, we get um, Luke and Leia kiss. This will be awkward later in three years. This is um, my favorite moment in the original trilogy. <laughs> So, um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, actually. <laughs> so, basically, uh, yeah, the legit. Empire... <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> the Empire attacks, uh, the Rebels escape Hoth, the uh, hyperdrive? Yeah, I don't know what that is. The hyperdrive doesn't work, so um, in the Millennium Falcon, it's like Han, Leia, C-3PO, R2, Chewbacca. They're just like, kind of stuck trying to escape the Empire. Luke goes to Dagobah to learn from Master Yoda, so he's training. <clears throat> Meanwhile, you get like this awesome, just like the mo- crew of the Millennium Falcons, like trying to like stay away from the Empire, all that. They go to Cloud City. You meet Lando, Is the Lando smoothest, yeah. the smoothest man he's a in the smooth galaxy. Criminal. I I love Lando, yeah, but uh, you meet him. Uh, the Empire then captures. Uh, the crew that's like on Millennium Falcon, Luke gets a vision while on Dagobah, like learning. That his friends, he gets a vision that his friends are in trouble, so he decides to leave Yoda, tells him to stay, but he doesn't. The ghost of Ben Kenobi comes and tells him to, tells him to stay, and he doesn't. Yeah. And then uh, he leaves. Um, we're told there's another, and. Um, Which is Ray. Ray. And yes. then uh, we get this awesome fight between. Uh, Vader. Va- I can't believe. It. Yeah, Vader and Darth Luke. Vader. Darth who? The main villain of Star Wars. So the original trilogy. No, and uh, episode nine. Uh, he comes sorry, back. The main con- contagonist of Star Wars. You know, he becomes the antagonist in this movie. Uh, we I'm making about. fun of you. Uh, I, really? <laughs> so um, basically, we <laughs> get this fight, that. and we get the great reveal that Luke is a Palpatine, and <laughs> yeah, well, no, we got We got to hold off on that shit. <laughs> sorry. It's almost the opposite of what was happening with Mark Webb's Spider-Man. That's what's hap- happening here. We keep getting drawn into it. <laughs> well, I mean, so, we're all excited to argue about the sequel trilogy for sure. I so don't doubt it. We get the reveal that Luke is Darth Vader's father. and Okay, so Darth Vader is Luke's father. And this is, I think, probably one of the greatest reveals ever in a movie. Yeah, I agree. So For sure, it's regarded as the plot twist. Yeah, that happens. Spoiler, by the way. Oopsie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hope you've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. Why would you listen to this if you haven't seen it, though? Maybe Dude, this is... Maybe this is I, like, 75% don't. of our Honestly, audience you, is from Russia. You, you, can, you, can, you can just leave it at, why would you ever listen to this podcast? Yeah, just leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. Yeah, no, people in Russia, they, they don't have cinema. There's no movies. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. There's no entertainment either. Um, no, they've still got Battleship Potemkin. 
Oh no, we, we the last major release. Hey, hey, I heard you got the Brox. <laughs> no, the, like in all in all fairness, there are major releases varying in quality. Some of them are actually good, but that's beyond the point. Yeah, one day we're gonna have a podcast. Also, the Guardians. Russian cinema. Yeah, the, Guardians. I, yeah, the Guardians. Guardians. My favorite superhero movie. I do want to talk about the Guardians. <laughs> Don't want to talk about. It. I want to watch it. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Basically, uh, Luke gets his hand cut off, and yeah, the lightsaber's lost. Until it comes back, but Dude, just, just sorry, lightsaber's gone. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm doing Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Good yeah. Good no, actually, I think we should just let Einish keep rambling. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember this movie. Um, you also we're, we're gonna lose the five of our eleven subscribers. You, damn you it! You skipped the part. Yeah, me one of them. Uh, <laughs> you're going to. You already missed the part where Han is frozen in carbonite. I did for I was about to spring that up. And then and then Leia comes in, she rescues Luke, and what? Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. See, and what do you what do you mean what? What do you mean? <laughs> for some reason I imagine it like how gets film frozen ends. and then Leia like grabs a lightsaber, runs in and saves Luke when you that's said that. Definitely way. not what Yeah, happens. I think you should just watch the movie again. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. I watched this movie about two weeks ago. In fact, while we're discussing it, you can go watch it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so, so the way we're gonna have the discussion is uh, I'm, gonna, won't be I'm gonna politely sit back and allow anyone to say anything bad about this movie so that I can take a massive shit on them. All right, uh, why? <laughs> why does? Why does fucking Lando I'm start? Ready. Why does Lando start wearing Hans clothes? Because <laughs> it's goddamn funny. <laughs> I can just imagine Billy D. Williams in. going through a Han Solo trailer. He's <laughs> going. Or Harrison Ford's trailer. My yeah, Han Solo's trailer. <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've broken the fourth wall with Billy D. Williams, but I can't do it with Harrison Ford. They just are the same person. Yeah. Uh, actually, essentially, yeah. It makes, but, it makes me think of like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's like every character he plays. Point of, this yeah. is kind of obscure, so I'm going to make a point of reference. After Han Solo is frozen in, car- in carbonite, uh, <laughs> for some reason... Uh, Lando Calrissian just starts wearing Han Solo's clothes on the Millennium Hawk, which is Mo- an interesting Millennium Hawk. I always call Russian it, translation. It yeah. is, I think, close to Russian translation. And like when I think about it, I call it the Millennium Falcon. But when I start talking about it without like thinking about it, I just automatically translate they call it. it the Millennium Hawk. I, I think you're you're also might be confusing it with the Ebon Hawk from Coder. Oh, I think that's actually what's happening. Yeah, a good game. Yeah. Please play it, deep regardless. Cut, baby. Yeah, <laughs> regardless. Yeah, because it's the Millennium Falcon. I apologize for that detour. And yeah, uh, I'm Falcon here. Just starts wearing Han Solo's clothes. <laughs> Why? Why? I do not know. It's it's great. It's funny. It's really funny. Um, I like the inclusion of Billy D. Williams in this movie. I think no shit, yeah. you do. Yeah, I just I <laughs> I didn't realize like I always imagined like oh yeah Lando's there, but then like in this yeah. movie, I'm like yeah Lando like really good. I, I don't know why. It, and it is a great episode, setup for episode 9 when it comes back. It, like, just, you can see the character coming through just the same. It's like, we never left. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving past that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> well, too bad. We're talking about it soon. God damn it. I was legitimately sad after that See you movie. in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a great movie. In my opinion, it's the only Star Wars movie that's a great movie. Which uh-huh. is, <laughs> which is uh, if you if you know oh, yeah. if you know if you know my very yeah. strict standard for great movies, you'd probably understand where yeah, that's coming makes, from. Makes but uh, I mean, it's just I watching it again. I couldn't believe how much world building there is. 
how much the characters grow, how much better the visual effects are, how much more competent the production is in like every single regard with its sound and its cinematography. It looks gorgeous. I mean, everything about it's just really like mind blowing. It's you know watching watching Star Wars, you can kind of understand why it's such a big deal, and watching Empire, like you really get like why Star Wars is what it is. And I'm glad that they filmed it before George Lucas could start doing CGI for everything, so that we got Frank Oz Yoda. Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, even the sixth movie doesn't have him in the CG. Well, that yeah, because they. No, we're going the, the, to. the specialized editions do, but like we're yeah, talking we're about the specs. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, we have culture. Well, if, if he, if when George Lucas has access to CGI, it's like watching a monkey paint. <laughs> just, I think that's. Oh, I put it continue. here and here. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, don't idiot. Be, don't be mean to the monkey. The clunky. <laughs> yeah, I think I think CGI and George Lucas is like a toddler and a toy. You should just. It's like, I don't know, a toy gun that he keeps, like, a Nerf gun that he keeps shooting at everyone and annoying them. Just take it away. I, he was the same man who said, like, CG is, like, you know, a tool. Don't let it be, like, the crux. No, of no, George story. Lucas is a tool. <laughs> okay, I wow. don't know if I can wow. say that. Wow, wow, <laughs> I do think, I want, I would, I would like to point out that the Jar-Jar, best film, the best film of the, like, Jar-Jar. original trilogy and prequel trilogy is the one that George Lucas had the least involvement on. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to note that the uh, Empire Strikes Back being the best Star Wars film is in large part because Lucas took care of the world building and the visual effects mm-hmm. and some of the sound design. They basically the did, did nothing else. He's great at writing yeah. a story. He mm-hmm. is not good he, at he, writing he, dialogue. He's good at world building. Okay, yeah, let's, world building and story. Let's have a comedic moment here, and I'm going to read a quote from George Lucas, which I often bring up. Let me guess. He says Empire Strikes Back. You just wait. You just wait. People who alter or destroy works of art in, in our cultural heritage for profit or as an exercise of power are barbarians. Um, I'm gonna... Ooh, that didn't age well. Yeah, didn't. No. Now we can move on. You. So here's a question. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know this. Why didn't the director from Empire Strikes Back return? For, uh, Jet- uh, for Return of the Jedi? I don't. I don't know, but my guess is Empire Strikes Back was hell to make. Mm, they had no, they had no, ma- they had the no major one. studio funding up until right before distribution when they said we are almost out of funding. A lot of the shots on Hoth were literally gotten because their hotel got stuck in a massive snowstorm and they literally <laughs> were not allowed to leave. So like shot, like there's literally shots in that movie of people going in and out of the base that were literally just them filming through the open doors of their hotel lobby because like that's all they had to do. I mean, it was, it was not a fun set to be on. You had no studio backing. I, you had a lot of issues. It was just not a set you wanted to I be on. I just looked of. up like a little bit about it. The Empire Strikes in Wikipedia says, faced a difficult production including actor injuries, a set fire, and fines from the Writer and Directors Guilds of America. Nice. That is rough. Yeah, if you look at Irvin nice. Kirshner's filmography, it's very short. <laughs> it's very short, and I think there's a big reason for that. I I would not have wanted to direct this movie. Um, I think I would even as good as it, even as amazing as it is, it would have just been a hell of a time. It's sort of like if you're like if when you're a chef, if you make the most amazing meal in the world, but you have to stand over a grill for like thirty hours straight, like that's just gonna be hell. 
So how and come? it wasn't that well, like, people liked it, but they didn't think it was yeah. as good as Star Wars, at, like, initially when it was released. No, because it's, it's, I mean, Star, never Wars, wrong. Star, Wars is, Star Wars is so much, I think Star Wars is so much more likable than Empire. Did, did you, so I think it's just because it's the dark. Empire was darker, yeah, that's yeah. the reason. It's just dark, it's darker, it's a bit, it's so much less Especially level. with the way, yeah. stuff, like, the original Star Wars is. It, it just like I, I love the scene the journey of the chosen one. I, I love the scene when they're on, on Cloud City, and Darth Vader has caught Han Solo, and he just has him in a back room, like they've got his face up against this droid that has like a drill spinning on it, and we just follow Darth Vader out of the room, and we leave in here Han just screaming in the background, I'm like yeah. holy hell! I did not mm-hmm. remember this from when I was a kid. Christian podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I said holy. <laughs> <laughs> that it is not. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It cancel it each is. other out. It's interesting to look at Star Wars if you look at it as a three-act structure, because the first act is like your intro, and then your third act is the climax, which makes mm-hmm. sense because both those tend to be a bit lighter in tone, just from a standard film. But act two is the one where you have to do the most twists to keep your audience interested, and also the one where you have to beat your characters the most mm-hmm. because... When Act 2 ends, it needs to look like your characters can't win. And if you look at Empire, like, Empire is the second act mm-hmm. of Star Wars, and you can very much tell. It's so rare to have... The second act is normally the most boring part of a movie for a lot mm-hmm. of people, but it's so so cool to see what happens when you take a second act and stretch it out to feature length and really get it to work, a lot like Two Towers does, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, uh, like, the... Uh, I think it, it maybe got a little bit dry, just the, the B plot of Han, Leia, Chewie, and the droids just chilling in a, an asteroid. I would agree if it wasn't, like, really it, I, Like, it was interspersed enough that it was And also, good. I think it's really good, like, just character stuff for uh, yeah. Han and Leia. Yeah, that's It's why very I, sweet to see their relationship kind of, like, as they're just, like, you know, stranded in space, they kind of, like, talk. Most Star Wars movies... Um, and it was no side, a side quest plot, and that that kind of plays into it. And I will have to bring up the sequel trilogy very subtly here, <laughs> because like the original Star Wars trilogy, except for the Ewok stuff, is very good at introducing side quest plots that mm-hmm. are not annoying and that feel natural to the story because they integrate it with mm-hmm. the character development. Yeah. And that is something that I think is very important to a movie like. Like Attack of the Clones does the same thing. Yeah, like when Obi Wan has to go after Count Dooku. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's worth noting too that a lot of Star Wars, like one thing I really love about Empire is that instead of like, whereas Star Wars was about bringing everyone together, Empire is about putting everyone separate and breaking them apart, mm-hmm. and putting them in their own individual places, which is very helpful. One thing I realized while watching Empire again is that like not only is it like not only is it like the action in that movie incredible but there's not very much of it Mm -hmm. it's a very action light film particularly for something that's so visual effects heavy like there's it's such a visual effects heavy movie but there's like no action at all Hoth is such a good action. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's can kind of see... a great set piece in the beginning and a great set piece being like the I, duel between uh, I, yeah. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker at and the end. And some yeah. chase scenes. Well, stuff. I, yeah, I, that's I was, that's right. another reason why the worm, like the giant space worm scene <laughs> kind of works is because like it's pointless, but it's like breath of fresh air in an overall dark movie. I also I, like Why the didn't they just force heal the worm? Oh wait, it's wrong movie. So I also... Dude, just hold off. I also, I also <laughs> I really, really like... The fact that, like, well, that whole, like, B-plot where, like, they're trying to escape the Empire, 
they don't catch a break like that whole yeah. time. They're just running from either the Empire, like space worms, or just asteroid fields. They're just always on the move trying to stay so, away. I freaking love how Luke just like skeets out to his own planet <laughs> as X-Wing, and meanwhile, like everyone else is just like constantly in peril. Yeah, Han is literally being just like yeah. frozen in carbon, and they're like, well, he's barely alive. And then Luke's like, oh, Yoda, I can lift rocks now. <laughs> And Yoda's like, yes, good food, eat food. Yes, like, Yoda, I faced myself in the cave. I've overcome my... Tr-. And Han's like, I'm dying! <laughs> Help me! Right. Um, my hyperdrive won't work. Yeah, um... D- is there anyone in this room who does not think that Episode Five is the best Star Wars movie? No. No. Well, maybe because holiday special. I mean, that but animated Clone Wars movie was pretty great. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> on that note, let's move um, on to wait, six. But real quick, I, I want to ask something, and I, it's a little bit between five and six. Yeah. Which final fight between Luke and Vader did you guys think oh, is better? Episode six. I, I, I take six, too. I think six just for the choreography and the emotion. Yeah, yeah. I think like, so much better. emotion yeah. when he's beating Vader down. <gasps> yeah. yeah, and I also think the oh, choreography they do, they is do, a little better. They do up the choreography. Yeah, so. yeah I definitely agree. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that I think that um, the big thing was that like six, this third act of six is where they finally found the right balance between mm-hmm. character in their choreography and just like full on badassery in their choreography. Yeah, works really well. So yeah, okay, I would six, I, I want to touch on just really briefly please the do. Um, the the like last fight in Empire Strikes Back because I just remembered. I think this is the first time in Star Wars you've seen like a great lightsaber fight. Like, it is very yeah, much so. Like this, <laughs> the second time well, we see a lightsaber. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say second yeah. time, but like the first one is the like, only oh. other one so far has been Ben. But like that's <laughs> the thing It's like yeah, you, you see, uh, and you're like, <laughs> I can barely it's lift be. it. Meanwhile, this one you have like flips and like like they're clashing. They can actually touch lightsabers now without yeah, breaking the glass. And that one bit where like Luke is just like <laughs> because the whole time they're telling him Luke, you're not ready in this movie. And then when he faces Vader, I like the fact that. He's not. He's not ready. <laughs> like no. the fact that he d- he gets his like ass he has to kicked. go through training to to yeah, do power. He gets his yeah. ass kicked hard, and like when he's like, there's that one scene where he's just like swinging, and Vader's just chucking stuff at him, and I'm like, dang, like he is, he's just toying with Luke right now. Yeah. Yeah. So and reveal. Great. And on that super dark note, we move to Return of the Jedi. Which is a massive tonal swing. Ewoks! In my opinion. Because of Ewoks, but like if you look at the final duel, it's not that yeah, much no, of a that, tonal well, shift. Fi- well, even the that first just act, says, says that there's a lot of tonal shift within the movie as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah very much so. All right, who? You're not doing the recap. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I you know want to take it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in a while, but I can give it a, I can give it my best shot. I mean, I could do it. Oh wait, I, I could do it. For you. I, I know. Go um, for it. I, I actually got this one. All right, so we start yes. off with uh, Jabba the Hutt's palace, and they infiltrate. That is a whole fucking topic of its own. Yeah, they. Ooh, yes. Well, they infiltrate. They save Han. Yada yada yada. No, actually, explain the plan to me, please. Yeah. I, well, I don't remember it. Quite well. <laughs> Um, well, Luke fights a Rancor, and when he's fighting the Rancor, he closes a gate, which then traps the Rancor. Hey, hey you and, forgot about how they throw C-3PO and, in. And then an unnamed character, I believe his name is Wabba Wabba Hotep, comes in <laughs> and he cries over the uh, Rancor. Uh, because you can see the, the backstory between him and the Rancor. I'm doing Einish. Uh, but um, uh, I'm not talking about during the podcast. I mean, I'm just doing it in general. So we're what the right. fuck was that? Alright, so Alex is anyway, doing it. Anyway, anyway, so no, so they, they rescue Han, they go to the Ewok planet Endor. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, Ewok plant? Did you say plant indoor. or plant? Planet. Indoor. Um, Might as well be a plant. They, they do some... Waste my time. They do some, <laughs> Ewo- they do some Ewok shit, then, then Luke the Ewok goes... Ewok shit then on screen for an hour? <laughs> that sounds like... It's essentially... You no, know, it's, it's George Lucas's worse. shit on screen for an hour. No, that's the Phantom Menace he talks <laughs> about. No, that's Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Damn it, we ran out of George Lucas shit movies. That's about half of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, so some Ewok stuff goes on. You know, C-3PO is god to the Ewoks. But anyway, um, he's got uh, me, so. then Luke goes off, fights Vader, and blows up the Death Star. Again? Yep. There yep. is pretty much it. Yeah. And you get an awesome throne room scene with yeah. the Emperor, the best Vader, one. and Luke. Just fantastic. You mean the best duel, not the best throne room scene. It's not like you have many of those in the original trilogy. Well, no, I mean, overall, inside Star Wars, the best throne room scene. We'll get into yeah. that later. Aren't there, like, three, if you count the, the, the reward, the, like, the... I was just reopening. I, 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 I did, I did, when I said the best throne room scene, oh. I wasn't meaning to compare it to the other no, That's not, not a like, throne room, though. He's I literally... Mean, like, no, well, no, it's, there are several like, thrones in... Several fights within throne rooms. There's really only episode uh, six and episode eight. And nine. And nine. And nine. Technically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did I you mean, just realize yeah. that? <laughs> it's, not, it's not a throne. It's a uh, fucking it's, animus from Assassin's Creed the movie. It's a robot arm up Palpatine's ass. <laughs> oh, no, then there's two. No, in, felt, there's felt, two in nine, then, because one of them is in Ren's throne room. Yeah. What? It's just Ren's not technically. That one is actually a decent scene. That was it fine. is actually fine. There, but what? It, there's also, if you count the uh, destroyed throne room in nine, so there's there's technically oh my three God, actually, in nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Luke or not uh, JJ love his throne. Room. They went very hard on the Reddit. He love his throne room. <laughs> Speaking do, of loving his, love it. Loving his more throne room. Throne room. <laughs> more throne room. Throne room. Let's start off with positives and return to the Jedi before I do kind of dig into it. I think it's a good movie, but it's got it's got it's got. I like the really straightforward nature of the plot to rescue Han. Yeah, no, I was gonna bring that up because that plot, like, it's not that it's complicated; it actually makes no, no, no sense. No, no, no. It's a perfectly, it's a perfectly fun scene, but then again, it's sort of like a longer and oh, less fun. Okay. It's like a, a longer and less fun like version the of the opening of, the Temple of Doom. It, that's, that's one. No, yeah. that's one yeah. thing. Okay, that the despecialized editions definitely help. Is in the special edition. I remember as a kid. The reason I didn't watch episode six as a kid, or if I did, I skipped the beginning, was because. It was like an onslaught to every sense of just bad CG, like singing well, at my face. Well, in my we're face. talking yeah, about the despecialized. Yeah, so like, that's the thing. Like as a kid, I was yeah. like, "This is bad. This opening is not good." Watching the despecialized edition, it's kind of like it's much better, like paced. There's it less, it more sense. Yeah, there's less singing. It's yeah. much more just like Jabba being intimidating, and it's a pretty good like way to like slowly start the yeah. story and see every character like reintroduced. I will so. say when I think most people talk yeah. about like what they love about Star Wars, like subconsciously I feel like that scene is kind of what they're thinking of. Just sort of like kind of like a f- a fun, really entertaining. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it too much. It's just really I th- cool. I think they're thinking about Attack stuff. of the Clones. Yeah, you I have a lot of actually monsters will and... disagree with that because for me, Star Wars is as much the action as it is the tragedy and the character drama behind it. You mean of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Have you ever heard of a tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's not a story the Jedi would tell. Some even said he was so powerful that he would create the sequels. Is it possible to learn this power? Yeah, I will say that the the plot to rescue Han was so convoluted. I mean, it it would be on the levels as if Palpatine created a new character 
that could then guide another person to kill his granddaughter. But then that would bring yeah, his no, granddaughter to him so that this he could then become his grand. It would be like that level of conflict. Okay, wow. And, and now, and now you actually cannot make this point when we talk about episode nine. Oh, false. I'll make it again. We'll burn your little we'll cut it. notebook we'll cut of We'll cut it out. We'll cut I'm, I'm the one that's editing it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll make you cut it out. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like for, for the average person, like, not like a huge, yeah. like, Star Wars nut. Like, just like the yeah. average person when they think of Star, Star Wars, Wars, I feel religion. like that. Well, when, you, I feel like yeah. that. I feel like that's what comes to mind, you know. When, like when, when, um, like for I, Star yeah. Wars fans, like we obviously see it as much more well, than that. But, but like for yeah, the yeah. average, like for average Joe, I feel like the opening for Return right. of the Jedi. Exactly. Really be, before we before don't make we, a sequel. Joe. No, I was going to say before we re- rewatched it, my memories of it from when I was a kid was like a happy-go-lucky thing, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't really give a shit about this. I'm like, okay, the Coder Two game was fun. I liked Force Unleashed. I'm like, that's the only connection I had to Star Wars at all. Basically, when I when I came back and watched it again this year, I was like, oh, these are actually more adult films than I remembered. And yeah, it's then, not like Coder 2 is an adult yeah. game. Well, right? no, I mean, it, right I, I, I remembered it being like some of the extended universe was like darker and more like cool. And then like, you know, the prequels are obviously trash. I remembered those came later in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I have no attachment to this. And the other stuff is just like, you know, tripes through the forest. To, you know. Andrew, when you rewatch Return of the Jedi, did you watch Despecialized or? Um, well, I mean, I watched the Specialized. I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen like, I know the difference between the Despecialized. Like the Despecialized, like the scenes definitely like pace better. better. But my my other thing, my my big problem with Return of the Jedi though is that it's so obviously a three act movie. You have Act One with Jabba on that planet. You have Act yeah. 2 on Endor, and then you have Act 3 with Luke and the big dog on fight, the Death Star. which is phenomenal. That third act is an absolutely amazing. Even but the, my, my other thing act, is, like, well, I, like the first act. I think the first act's really good. My issue with it is that, like, well, not really good. I think it's perfectly fine. But my issue with it is if I, like, all things said and done, bar a few details, if I was to stop at Empire Strikes Back and start watching the third act of Return of the Jedi, what would I miss? And I don't think I'd really miss anything. That's fair. Mm. Well, you would only miss, like, in, not in like, the I miss a couple of details, but, like, what, would, what miss, I miss... You would miss Han coming back, but that's... Yeah, yeah. would yeah. I miss, like, essential... Besides no. Han coming back, would I miss anything essential? None of the characters. There's a little bit of... There's a little essential stuff, I think. Not not a lot, Voice it. There's um so like Luke goes back we have Yoda's death and then he sits down with Obi Wan and you oh, have to yes. talk about how he's like I feel that there's good in him and Obi Wan's like he's more machine than man now and you can't like he's um it's certain points of view so he's like Luke is being told like you know by his mentor he's like you can't save him you can't like he can't be redeemed mm-hmm. and Luke is like no there is good within him which is like Luke's struggle throughout this entire movie it, and again when yeah. he then talks to Leia in the second act he's like you're my sister and Darth Vader is my father she's like. You know you have to like, you know, kill him, and he's like, I don't want to. It reminds me a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender. And, and he said, uh, I believe she she also said, uh, and you're saying this after we made out? Just it was a kiss. Why no, she she, she wasn't confused by that actually. She was, was like, perfectly well, checks out. We're from Alabama, right? Alabama, the galaxy. I'm so sorry to our one subscriber from Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. Uh, I was saying uh, <laughs> Alabama, Russia. <laughs> well, we don't do that. We, we, we don't do that. <laughs> hey, Oli, is it hot? Huh? Huh? Why are you sweating? <laughs> what? What? Huh? What's up? 
Keep your shirt on, buddy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I feel like there is some important stuff in Acts 1 and 2. Like, which are all character things mm-hmm. that very easily I could have filled in the details with in my own head. Between yeah, Empire Return true, but I will say that, like, mm-hmm. you kind of, nice. like, in terms of what you would miss that's not just pure plot, it is kind of semi-important to yeah. see Luke Skywalker be, a, like, the Jedi, the noble Jedi mm-hmm. version of Luke Skywalker before the fight with is Darth Vader. Is he a Vader. noble Jedi when he is rescuing Han? Because I feel like even then, like when he's got his except Darth except costume, for him he, except for him choking out Gamorreans, he is. Well, he, he and he's still gone. But yeah, he I also guess so. he, he tries to do like he most peaceful way possible. He's like this way, this way, and then he goes. It's also his struggle with the dark side. Yeah, that and that's what makes that movie so good. I think <laughs> is that it does show that courting the dark side. It's not so black and white of mm-hmm. like well we're the good guys and they're the bad guys well you I mean, see it's still him barely t- black and white it, 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 it still is, is. It, like the, yeah maybe and George Lucas is not very good at uh, being you know morally gray and stuff it's you're good I don't think Star Wars is about being morally no, gray and he likes he likes westerns way too yeah. much to, to do that westerns but, are very black well, and white I, I, I don't know about that I think a lot of the Clint Eastwood ones are uh, okay let's not talk too much gray. about westerns now well, yeah, yeah but, the later ones Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I guess those are post-Westerns. But um, I I still like that we get to see Luke, almost like you see it kind of dancing with it, like almost like dipping his toes into it. That was a juicy metaphor. I liked it. No, I liked it too. I did too. Okay. I really did. I don't know why everything stopped. I, I, yeah, well, I, I more of chuckled. Like, no, soft no it's, it's because soft, of it's such an elaborate dancing. it's such an elaborate way to phrase it. No, dancing, fun. dancing with it. it was fun. No, uh, Dip, dipping your toe yeah, into just, it just, is just, a pretty common let's, phrase. Let's just I criticize like nine out of ten things Alex says, but this was one good one. Yeah. This was good. Yeah, that's why I laughed. It Wait, was how surprise. can I ruin it? How can I? Well, you see, it's like he's doing a tango, uh, a waltz, one might say. With and the you uh, ruined it. ah, there we go. I gave you credit, and you threw it away. Literally, me and stats do fifty. <laughs> let let me be very clear. I think <laughs> nice. <laughs> it just got. You don't know why it took that long. <laughs> so, yeah, let me be very clear. I think Return of the Jedi is a very fine movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite good. I don't like my my big issue with it really is just that I the don't US think it's, I don't think it's very well paced. I think the it's the not. acts are not, not like, the acts are way too too spaced apart. More trade routes. It's sort of like they ran out of plot. Like, I think even on its own... Okay, I'll let you finish. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like the the trilogy kind of, like, like ran out of plot almost, so they kind of, like, threw in two plots that didn't really need to be there. I will say it works better better than other trilogy conclusions. I will will absolutely agree that I think Return of the Jedi... I think Return of the Jedi is a great, like, really great, like, premonition of, like, franchise conclusions going forward, you know, for the sake of, like, the way that it kind of... Instead of, like, sticking with, you know, it's like the first movie does something, the second one a lot of times will try something different. You see this in a lot of franchises, and then the trilogy will really kind of go back to the first one a bit and kind of wrap things up in the way it started, more or less. I I just want to say, they couldn't have run out of plot for this one because they had another three movie plan. Movies I mean, Lucas did. Lucas did, which yeah. those I don't think he had the, the sequel trilogy. The time, no, he? he did. He had a giant. Exactly as you see it on screen. He said that he had a. Alex. He had a giant three <laughs> part, like. An original. Alex, please behave. He said he had an original trilogy, um, prequels, and like a sequel. Like he had a, a three trilogy, like trilogy in a sense, where like nine movies. He had it like all planned out. A trilogy of a trilogies, one might say. Trilogyception of like just Star Wars movies. He had nine of them planned out. The story for it. 
he didn't have the scripts written out yet, but he had the story for it. Was it like the so. whole like Luke's hand gets clone shit? That was more of no. an, that was more of an idea. Because yeah, it sounds uh, like crap. But, but that was an idea he had. But he um, I remember one of the early drafts for like the seventh one that he had was where like Kylo Ren is just like a random like junk trader who like. Is out, like, who hungry. traded his child for money? Wait, he actually Kylo Ren is Who's not like, a name. No, no, no. So he's like, so not Kylo Ren, but like that character is like a person like hunting for Sith artifacts and stuff. Like you mean Ben Solo? Yeah, not not Ben Solo. Like Kylo Ren was like a character, but then later they decided oh he wasn't related. Like he they just at mashed two characters. That's interesting. It was just like stuff like that. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool. All right, but yeah, he didn't get to. No, obviously the hunter for artifacts in the sequel trilogy is yeah. Mas Kanata. Yeah. I would like I would like to point out very briefly though that like we said these are all like world building ideas and not mm-hmm. first true as not fleshed like, out yeah it's sort of like how everyone like will read like an alternate draft of a movie and then be like oh this would have been so much better like but there first, was first dra- first drafts never yeah. turn out the way you expect so yeah. don't 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 think that like this master plan was going if, to be if like, it was going to make a sequel trilogy no I was gonna say if it was on its own. I will say the original kind of Star Killer idea that George Lucas had would have been cooler. Watching Luke, in the end, fall to the dark side and actually like and actually act up. Too edgy. It rhymes. You see, it, what what's the line that George Lucas had? Yeah, for? it's like poetry. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. See, I think that would work if there was build up for it. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think, I think, I don't think there was enough. I think the movie needed to have more, mm-hmm. more tension with, with, and like the, but like uh, again, the counterpoint to that is, if Luke had gone to the dark side, then Return of the Jedi would have filled in those details, or Revenge of the Jedi rather would have filled in those details, mm-hmm. and that would. I, I would say that fine. having the last movie, I mean, I guess the whole trilogy would have to be a rework, except for maybe the first movie, but like. If the end of the trilogy would be Luke going to the dark side, I'm then, sure it wouldn't have to be. Then the Empire Strikes Back would not make sense as a movie. Not that, true. Not true. Obi Wan and Yoda very clearly say that Luke yeah. will fall to the dark side. If, yes, they do. But direction. you can't. You can't have a like. So you're you're planning so out a franchise. The ending of ending of uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back would have to be different. Like the very. End. It's not about the ending being hopeful. No, it's, it's even the that's, ending would have to no, change. No, that's because he's like problem. dark and destroyed. Yeah, everything. and that is why it's like a horrible way to structure a trilogy like that because you have a first mm-hmm. movie that's hopeful and like get the classic adventure, then you have the super dark middle movie, which is supposed to be like where the stakes kind of shift and where you establish the final confrontation and the last movie is just like, oh, it's, it's just dark well, too. You, you don't, just not a you good don't have him think the emotion of, for your trilogy. You, you don't have him think of himself as evil once he's joined the dark side, but you might have him strike down the emperor and say, you know, uh, like, I'm going to be better in his place. So you're saying make it more ambiguous. Make it more ambiguous at the end. Maybe. That I will take. But I'm a big fair. fan of ambiguity. <laughs> so. Yeah, me too. Oh my god! I think it makes for a far more interesting ending yeah. to your story. I don't like it when I, mean, I we aren't talking about Star Wars, but even in that context, I will agree. There was like one yeah. movie in Star Wars where there's like ambiguous. I, wow, I, that was not the word. That's uh, close enough. There was like there's one movie. Which one? I'm just I'm holiday like, special. Last Jedi is like the only one. Where True. Actually, like, no. I will. I will second that. Yeah. Where, I can see that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Well, I'd say Empire has a somewhat ambiguous ending. Yeah, mostly because it doesn't. So mostly because it doesn't really have an ending. But that's because it's even the, the, the heroes are at the low point, but it is a little hopeful. Like Luke gets the new hand, he looks out at the yeah. galaxy. Off yeah. topic, but like since you mentioned it, I also feel like the Last Jedi doesn't really go like 
the ambiguous way yeah. of like will Ray fall to the dark side, etc. It's just like it's 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 a loss, but it's still hopeful. Oh no, I just remember nine. Episode nine. <laughs> Why would you? Just more of it. Um, <laughs> have another one. Oh, it's okay. I'm holding back tears. Oh. Well, do I you have anything? Do you have anything more to say about returning? I do want to just talk about the third act again oh, because really? I. I have to like when the, the movie when the movie ended like you got the yub yub song like you know it's there no that it's a very I think it's a very sweet ending like <laughs> wait you're defending the Ewoks that's the one scene of the Ewoks I will defend is when it ends and everyone's just kind of celebrating you see the main cast like sitting there I'm not gonna happy. say it's great it's tolerable and you it see the like, out yeah. I, I, okay. I just like the way that you yeah you you get such a great. The Yub Yub song. Okay, that, that wasn't the best way. <laughs> Epic it. of cinema, one might say. <laughs> what I meant to mean, like, no, I love Darth Vader's funeral. Mm-hmm. I do, and, and I love the Force Ghosts, especially when they replace Anakin Skywalker oh. with Hayden Christensen. Uh, no, like again, like uh, I think the third act, like the fight is great, and Vader like saving him and all that. But <laughs> what? Oh, Freaking Hayden Christensen. Not that. Oh, no. Obi Wan. Obi Wan is sitting there going, "Why don't I, I get to be you?" No, I know you were. It's just, why did you remind Wait, me of that? So if, if they replace, if they replace, and uh, like Vader with young Anakin, why is Obi Wan standing there, not Ewan McGregor, going, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it was, I'm still dumb. an old man. I, I could barely hold a lightsaber. What the fuck? Why does he get to be cool? But I, I want to be attractive. Yeah, instead of Yoda, it's just Baby Yoda. Yeah. Or J- Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. They should have cast, jo- if they wanted a young a human, Danny DeVito. If they wanted a human actor to be Yoda, Joe Pesci would have been perfect. I mean, I'm the trash man. I eat trash. That's why Ricky Gervais made that joke in the first place. I know, yeah. And it was probably the weakest one. But it okay, was. That's, that's, anyway, I, I think it got a little bit weaker when Heinish okay, took that and walked out even further and then looked down and went, oh, I'm not standing on ground. What? Please move on. Why That's off topic. Um, so off topic. You got I it. thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> I just want to I just want to say the way it ends, it feels like this is where this is a good spot to stop. Like yep, this yep. is. Or yup yup. You Alex, see the shut the fuck up. It's a celebration, <laughs> and the characters are happy. They're looking at each other. The goes. It's a, It feels right. Like you you smile mm. at the ending. You're like yeah, this, this is it. Like it, it feels good. I agree. Return of the Jedi would have been a great place to stop. All right, so episode one. No, wait. Before we do that, and we will do that in a few. Um, now that we're just like talking about the original trilogy as a whole, does anybody have anything to add before we move on, so that we don't like come back to the original trilogy later? I think it's a very I don't. strong. I mean, the only way I'll be coming back to episode uh, to the original oh, the, that trilogy. one was better. <laughs> the, it, it, yeah, it essentially, it's showing okay. This is how it could have been done to make it just tolerable. 